0: Good morning and welcome to Morning Worship in the parish of Kasluchur and Gosainan. It's so good to have you with us on this Epiphany Sunday as we think a little bit about the kings who were led to Bethlehem by a star and what they made of Jesus when they met with him. I hope that you'll be encouraged and blessed as you worship with us today. Also, if you're watching for the first time, you're particularly welcome, and if you face any kind of need, or if you want to know a little bit more about what God is up to here and how you can be a part of it, please go to our website. All the details are on the screen now. As I said, I hope that you're blessed and encouraged as you worship with us. Let's begin with a prayer. Gracious God, who by the leading of a star manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth, mercifully grant that we, who know him now by faith, may behold him and his glory face to face. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: As soon as you find him, report him to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had cheered the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: beginning of a new year and naturally it's a time to look forward and to look back. We look back at 2020 and surely it wasn't the year that we'd expected it to be. For many of us it will have been a year of loss, of grief, of sadness and pain. Perhaps Christmas passed you by and it wasn't quite what you'd expected it to be. Perhaps you didn't get time to celebrate with friends and family as you'd hoped. And now looking forward to 2021 with news of a new strain of coronavirus that's more transmittable than the first. Perhaps you're feeling a little anxious, a little afraid. Certainly for me, the cry of the angels this year, do not be afraid, for we bring you good news of glad tidings good news not just for some people, but for all people, really resonated. But on the other hand, you may be at home watching this thinking, well, that's all well and good, but how does the cry of an angel 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, really make a difference in my life today? Life is complex, it's hard. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling lonely and I'm grieving. How is that good news about the birth of a baby ever going to make a difference? Well, if that's how you're feeling today, I want to take you right back to Bethlehem, to the birth of Jesus, not in a royal house or hall, but in a humble, dirty, messy stable. It was cold. It was the time of anxiety. The story of a refugee family fleeing without a place to lay their head. The story of a young woman, Mary, who was expecting a baby, but she was unmarried. She would have been the source of gossip. People would have looked down upon her. And then of course, Joseph. Well, bless Joseph. He was engaged to be married and the woman who was, he was about to get married to, she was expecting a baby, and he wasn't the father. How would he dare to believe, like Mary, that the birth of this baby was good news for him? This was a really difficult time, a painful time, more of a bleak midwinter than a holy and silent night. And yet, Christians down through the ages have dared to say that the birth of Jesus makes a difference, that the birth of Jesus changes everything. Today is Epiphany Sunday. I wonder if you've ever heard of somebody talking about an epiphany moment. They speak of coming to a realisation, a change of mind about something. And that's certainly what happened to the kings. They stepped out in faith, following a star all the way to Bethlehem. And when they got to Bethlehem, they had an epiphany moment. They realised why the birth of this baby was good news, why it changed everything, and why it changes everything for us. Because there, in that bleak, humble stable, They met with a baby who was unlike any other baby ever born. Now remember that these were kings. They were world leaders, rulers in their own right. But when they come face to face with Jesus, they bow the knee. And they don't just bow the knee, they worship him. These were men who certainly didn't travel lightly. And coming all the way to that stable in Bethlehem, they would have had an entourage with them. So many different servants, members of their royal households, and perhaps many possessions and lots of gifts that they could have given to Jesus. But I think that they chose gold and frankincense and myrrh because they wanted to send a message A message to the people then, and a message to people now. It was a message about the identity of Jesus. What does it tell us? Well first, gold. It's a reminder that that baby born in a humble stable in Bethlehem was a king. And not just any king. He was king of kings. I mean, think about it. These men were world leaders in their own right, kings, and yet they bowed the knee to Jesus. They could see that he was the one that the prophets had promised. He was the wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the one upon whom his shoulders, the government would rest, upon the increase of his government. There would be no end. He would come to govern righteously, justly, to bring a new and better rule. Yes, the coming of Jesus was good news because he was a king, king of kings, a new and better king who promised a new and better rule. And then, of course, after the gold, there was frankincense. Frankincense, a bit like incense, was burned in the temple as a sign of God's presence with us. This king, he was Emmanuel, the very nature of God in our midst. It's a reminder that in Jesus, the invisible God makes himself known comes down, entering into the mess of our human story. This isn't a God who is distant. This isn't a God who is far off. It's a God who comes to be part of our mess. A God who comes to reveal his love in a way that we can see, in a way that we can know, and a way that we can understand. If we want to know what God is like, then we need look no further than Jesus. He reveals God for us. He reminds us that we are seen, that we are known, that we are loved unbelievably and unconditionally. And there's nothing that we need to do to earn that love. Absolutely nothing that we need to do to deserve that love. It's a gift, and it's given freely. All we need to do is accept it. And what greater gift can there be as we begin a new year, with all its trials and tribulations, all its joys and its celebrations, than knowing that we are truly seen, truly valued, and unbelievably loved? But like every gift, it's free to the one who receives it, but it comes at great cost to the giver of the gift. That's what makes it so special, so precious. And that brings us to the third and final gift that the wise men gave to Jesus. That was myrrh. And in 1st century Jewish times, that's what they would have used to anoint a dead body. It was a poignant reminder that the child Jesus, born in a stable in Bethlehem, would be the man Jesus who would die for you and me on a cross in Calvary. Do you know, that stable in Bethlehem, cold and messy, full of its anxieties and its pains. For me, it symbolizes the human story down through the ages, all its trials, all its tribulations. But it's a reminder, too, that our greatest trial. Our greatest tribulation is that we chose to separate ourselves from God, to distance ourselves from our Father God who shows us unbelievable and unconditional love. And that's why that final gift is so important. Because Jesus' death is what puts that right. Jesus' death is what gives us forgiveness, what reunites us with our Heavenly Father. And you know, it's precisely what we need. If our greatest need would have been money, then I think God would have sent a banker. If our greatest need was entertainment, he would certainly have sent an entertainer. If we needed a careful political answer to a difficult political conundrum, then perhaps God would have sent a politician. But he sent Jesus, whose name means saviour, Jesus who died to save us because our greatest need is for forgiveness. This is what the wise men saw, that's why the birth of Jesus was such good news, that's why it changed everything, because the King of Kings King Jesus came down from his throne in heaven to be among us in our anxieties, in our pains, in our mess. King Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, came to show us that we are valued, that we are seen, that we are loved. Loved so much that he dies for our sins, for your sins and for mine, so that we might be forgiven, so that our relationship with God, between a loving father and a rebellious child, might be healed, renewed, and restored. And that's the great news of Christmas. That's what the wise men saw. That's what changes everything. Because no matter how good or how bad you are, no matter the things that you're proud of, or the things that you're ashamed of, no matter who you are, what you've done, Christmas is a reminder that you are loved, you are seen, and you are forgiven. And knowing those three things, the wise men, they bow down and they worshipped Jesus. There, in Bethlehem, in the midst of the anxiety, the uncertainty, the pain of their time, they stopped, they bowed down, and they worshipped the one who changed everything. And I want to invite you today in the midst of our own pain, in the midst of our own uncertainties, our own struggles, to pause, to see again the baby born in the manger, to have your own epiphany moment, to recognise Jesus as your King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the one who died for you, to bow down, and to worship him. And if you're hearing that for the first time today, perhaps you'll pause and pray with me. Lord Jesus, I recognise you as King of Kings, as Lord of Lords. I'm sorry for all the things that I've done wrong. Please come into my life, change and transform me. Help me to live closer to you. Help me to be like Jesus in the things that I say and the things that I do. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into my life today. That message, that good news, that gospel, is what's changed the story of every Christian down through the ages. It's good news, not just because it's a story of incredible and sacrificial love, but because it's true. The evidence for Jesus' life, his death and his resurrection is staggering, not just in the Bible, but outside of it too. Think about it, from the very early days Of the Christian faith. Fearful, anxious disciples became bold proclaimers of that good news because they knew it was true and they suffered for sharing that good news but they were prepared to do it because they knew that it was true. It's that truth that's brought joy to every Christian down through the ages including me. It's that truth that gives me joy every single day of my life. That truth is what gives me absolute concrete hope in the midst of uncertainties, pain and grief. It's that truth that gives me a hope that is stronger than death. And I hope that with me you'll invite Jesus in in 2021 so that you might know something of that hope for yourself. Amen.
2: Let us pray. Lord Jesus we come this first Sunday of a new year 2021 and we look back over a year that has floored us and brought us to our knees that has been full of struggle and disappointment and pain as well as blessings and good good things as well and we just thank you God that you were there before us before we entered 2020 we didn't know what was coming but you did and you were there And you're here now you know what's coming in 2021 and you know and you care and you're with us just like the magi they didn't really know what to expect when they followed the star but you were ahead of them and you knew what they would find you know what is in store for us in 2021 and we just this first sunday praise you for that and acknowledge your love and your power and your presence in this new year Lord, in your word in Lamentations 3, it says that your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We thank you that your mercies have been new every morning this past year and will continue to be so in 2021. And not just every day, but every week and every month and every year to come. Your mercies are new and great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness and many are your mercies in good times and bad times. And we ask for the year ahead to equip us as we go forward with coronavirus and restrictions. Equip us, God, in every way that us individually and the world needs to navigate the next few months. Lord, equip key workers. Equip church leaders. Equip us as family, friends and neighbours to reach out and serve those who are struggling and need our help at this time. And Lord, we look forward to and we long for the day when healing will come, where the nation is vaccinated and coronavirus is not the life-threatening threat it currently is. And we begin to return to a new normal, something very different to what was pre-2020. Help us bring the good stuff and leave the bad stuff behind and help give us wisdom and courage to navigate this new world we're going to live in. May it be a world... That is full of love. And thank you for the good things that we've learned about community and serving one another. Lord, I thank you that whilst we watch the news and there are so many worries and things to be anxious about this new year, Lord, we can all know inner peace because we can all know we are right with you, God. Because of Jesus, I thank you that we can still have peace despite the horrible stuff going on around us, that that is still possible and that's all because of you. Thank you, God, that we're in your care now, this new year, in good times, bad times, both during our own deaths and after death. Lord, I thank you that hope in Jesus is hope, not just for now, for today, but for every day of our earthly lives and for the rest of eternity to come. Thank you for the hope that we had in you last year and the hope we have with you this year. Lord, help us to stick close to you, remember you when things get good again and keep us on our knees in dependence on you and all you have to give us. In your name, Amen.
0: thank you so much for joining us for our service today can i wish you all a very happy joyful healthy and safe new year and as our service draws to a close let me pray for god's blessing on us the peace of god which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of god and of his son jesus christ our lord and the blessing of god almighty the father the son and the holy spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.